Hello! Episode 4 of the second series of the Burt's Books podcast. I hope you're not getting bored yet. Uh, I promise this is only going to be the only week where I have five episodes. They'll be a little bit more fluid from next week onwards. But uh, I thought, you know, give it a special week to relaunch with. And today I've got something extra special for you. Uh, I've got Ariadne by Jennifer Saint. You may have um, seen me bang on about this book on Twitter. I have got signed book plates, uh, should anybody want them, uh, for any copies. It is reprinting at the moment. So uh, if you've ordered with me and you haven't had it yet, I'm really sorry, but it's been a bit delayed. But I've still got the book plates, so as soon as it's in, I will be sending it out to you. I think it's going to be any day now. Uh, They said the 12th of May, which was yesterday so uh, hopefully it's on its way but also the reason why it's a special one and it's sort of been by accident but uh we'll take the timing as like i said the other day it's almost like i planned these things almost uh the reason it's uh, a special one is because as well as reviewing ariadne today there is also a new episode of shelf life out today where I interview Jennifer Saint about the seven books that have changed her life. If you haven't caught that podcast yet, it's, um, it's I actually really enjoy doing it. It's an interview with an author. I do it every two weeks or so. And uh, we talk about the books that have changed their lives uh, or influenced them in some way. And we talk about anything and everything to do with their writing life and some other topics that come up as well. I've interviewed Adele Parks. Uh, Rowan Coleman, Julie Cohen, Matt Kane is coming up very soon as well. Paul Burstone, Claire McIntosh, there's a huge number of names out there that have been done so far. Head to uh, anywhere where you get your podcasts from and search for Shelf Life or anchor.fm forward slash shelf hyphen life because that's where you'll find it. Um, Enough of my waffling, let's get on with today's episode, which is Ariadne by Jennifer Saint. It's coming up on the other side of this music. Today's book has been on my radar for a little while now. Somebody asked me to add it back in December, November time, I think, last year, uh, so that they could pre-order it. And uh, the author actually uh, was somebody who was interacting with the podcast as well. So I I knew that uh, she was listening. She might be listening to this, um, but she was listening to my Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast the most, which sadly I no longer do. Uh, But um, it is Ariadne by Jennifer Saint. So I was really pleased when I was finally sent a proof copy of this book. Took me a while to get around to reading it. Uh, just because of a million and one things. And I did actually read it before it was published. But, uh, as as you know, I was on a little bit of a break from the podcast. So this is the first chance I've had to give you a little bit of a review of it. Uh, Here is the blurb. As princesses of Crete and daughters of the fearsome King Minos, Ariadne and her sister Phaedra grow up hearing the terrible bellows of the Minotaur baying for blood from the labyrinth beneath the palace. When Theseus, prince of Athens, arrives in Crete as an offering to the beast, Ariadne falls in love with him. But helping Theseus defeat the monster means betraying her family. Ariadne has heard too many tales of women being punished for the acts of men. She is determined to set her own fate. 
But will her decision to help Theseus ensure her happy ending? Or will she find herself sacrificed for her lover's ambition? We all know I'm not really uh, one for historical fiction. I'm not sure if this really counts as historical fiction, though, because it is actually a retelling of contemporary fiction from uh, the time of Greek myth. Uh, this was this was contemporary fiction at the time. Uh, I don't really know uh, an awful lot about Greek myth. It was one of those things that. I sort of knew, you know, I've heard the tale of the Minotaur, I've heard the tale of, say, Icarus flying too close to the sun, I've heard of, uh, like, Medusa, and and all of those ones, but I've never really connected with them. I've not been an avid uh, sort of devourer of, um, of Greek myth, and it was just something that I knew of as a child, possibly from... The Groovy Greeks Horrible Histories book, possibly from... Uh, maybe I did it in school as a project. I don't know. Uh, so I was reading this, and little bits and pieces were coming back to me as as I was. And I, I did end up kind of going into a little bit of a Wikipedia hole afterwards, trying to sort of marry up with what I knew, what I thought I remembered, and what happened in here. Because this is a reimagining. It isn't necessarily a uh, strict retelling of the uh, stories of uh, the Minotaur and Ariadne and Theseus, purely because, uh, uh, you know, why why would you bother doing that when those already exist? This is a tale, this is the tale of Ariadne and, to a lesser extent, her sister Phaedra. Phaedra? Phaedra? I'm not sure how to say that. It's spelt P-H-A-E-D-R-A, so I'm calling her Phaedra. And it's, a, it's their story, which actually connects from the story of uh, the Minotaur through to the story of Theseus, through to what happens with Phaedra in her new home in, in Athens. I want to say Athens. It might be Crete. They either live in Crete and go to Athens or they live in Athens and go to Crete. And what I found, one of the first things that sort of really struck me about this was the um, the the story of Icarus, which happens at the same time as the story of the Minotaur. Uh, Icarus's father is a is an inventor, and he's basically been locked up by the king of Minos, uh, or King Minos, uh, to because. You know, he's keeping hold of this very clever man. He has to work for him and nobody else. And it's him that actually designed the labyrinth that the Minotaur um, sort of lives in. Now, the Minotaur is the son of uh, Ariadne's mother, who uh, had it away with a bull as a punishment for something I don't really know what. Um, But basically, it was a punishment to King Minos from the gods that his wife falls in love with this bull. And the Minotaur is the result. Uh, but there's a big old fight with between Athens and Crete. King Minos wins. And the result is that the opposing side has to send children across once a year um, to be eaten by the Minotaur. In the third year of this, it's um, Prince Theseus 
takes the place of one of the children or one of the young people on the boat. And when he arrives, Ariadne falls in love with him. She's like completely. I mean, she's already to be to give her fair her due. She's already thinking this is not a great thing that's going on here. But it's the love of uh, Theseus, this spell that he kind of gets her under, that convinces her to go out and basically betray her family, betray her kingdom, and help him escape from the labyrinth and to kill the Minotaur. And that's pretty much it in terms of uh, sort of Greek myth in when it comes to Ariadne. We don't really see it from her point of view, but this book takes it, her point of view, and follows it through from the moment that Theseus leaves her on this island uh, and abandons her, which at the time, way back when, was kind of described um, as he was made to by Aphrodite and it was all kind of not his fault. He's portrayed as a hero in the sort of older stories. In these stories, yeah, he's a hero. He, kind of, I suppose. He kills the Minotaur. Um, and he kills Medusa. But Ariadne is sort of learning the story of Medusa and sort of discovers that actually this was a woman who was punished for looking a certain way. And it wasn't her fault the way that people reacted to her. Uh, but part of the punishment was that she would turn into the Gorgon who would turn people into stone. So the question is, is Theseus a hero for killing her? I mean, I guess what was done to her turned her evil. And we don't really, see, I mean, we don't dwell on this story at all. It is told as a sort of backstory, but it, I feel like it, it sort of propels a lot of what's going on in this book where the women of Greek myth are no longer seen as just bit parts and small pieces that are moved around the board to facilitate the story. That's not how Jennifer Saint sees these people, these women. Uh, but yeah, so th what was done to Medusa was a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, was death the right thing? Uh, for her, or should we pity her? And uh, all these other things that Theseus has done, how many other women have been hurt along the way? Because Ariadne finds herself abandoned. We later learn that Phaedra has gone to, has been married off to him, uh, essentially by her, by her brother, who has returned to rule the kingdom in Minos's um, absence. Because actually, here's the thing, when when the Minotaur is killed and Theseus and Ariadne escape, King Minos is more concerned about the escape of his inventor and the, I guess sort of the, the death of Icarus. But it's not, um, I mean, that's not the propelling thought. It's the, um, it's the death of the inventor, who I cannot, for the life of me, remember the name of. I'm just going to have a quick flick through the book that is in front of me to see if I can spot it. Daedalus, 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 ah, oh, see, it's another name I can't say. Uh, D-A-E-D-A-L-U-S. Uh, yeah, so he's escaped, and King Minos is more concerned about tracking him down and 
taking revenge than he is about his missing daughter or his grieving wife. And that kind of leaves Phaedra and her brother to pick up the pieces, and Phaedra is married off to Theseus. And then she kind of ends up ruling whilst he's off... Because he gets bored. He's not really a hero. He's an adventurer. And you kind of get the feeling that, yeah, he did all this heroic stuff, but if he hadn't been doing that, he'd have gone off and picked a fight somewhere else, whether it was with somebody who... Uh, warranted that fight or not and yeah she ends up kind of ruling in his stead and so you get this insight into her um if you don't know your greek myths i'm not going to say anything more about what happens to the two sisters but it is very interesting in that it will it, it largely follows the uh way that the myths are told but it adds more colour to them, allows you to see how the women are perhaps maybe a bit more um, architects of their own destiny, and yet still end up potentially quite tragic figures. And overall, it makes you think about all of these stories that we've grown up knowing and hearing, and makes you ask, well, what, what were these women doing was this i mean and we know it's not real these gods weren't real but surely these women that these stories are based on weren't just doing nothing they weren't just sitting there sewing they were real people maybe i don't know i've confused myself entirely but ariadne is a really good read it is a feminist retelling of the story of theseus and if you even if you don't know the story of theseus it is it makes for a wonderful story um We'll leave you with maybe a few questions, so you'll want to go and do a little bit of research into Greek myth afterwards, I think. Uh, it's by Jennifer Saint. It's called Ariadne. So that was Ariadne by Jennifer Saint, and it is available to order on birthsbooks.co.uk right now. Uh, like I said, uh, it is reprinting, so you may have to wait a little bit, but I, I'm sure it will be in very very soon it's been it's done very well it's a beautiful looking book and i've got those signed book plates as well so you'll get a signed copy coming to you of a very beautiful uh written and beautiful looking book uh and don't forget to check out the shelf life podcast where i talk about it in much more detail with jennifer saint as well that's it for today. I will be back tomorrow with uh, Detransition Baby by Tori Peters, uh, which was a really interesting read. Um, it was shortlisted, longlisted, in fact, for the Women's Prize um, and caused a little bit of a caused a little bit of a fuss. Um, find out why if you don't already know in tomorrow's podcast. Uh, if you subscribe, it will turn up on your phones automatically and also don't forget to rate and review so that other people can find the podcast as well also please do get in touch email me bert at bertsbooks.co.uk or find me on twitter or instagram in fact at bertsbooks and you can tell me all about what you're reading what you're what you're writing uh, you know so many of you are writing want to hear about that too uh just anything book related do get in touch but i'll leave you i'll leave it there for today and uh let you all get back to your very busy lives and i'm sure just remember to keep reading <laughs>